Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Price Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to run through Tuesday's six games in the NHL streets. DJ, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird to only be covering six games. I feel like every one has been 10 plus lately. So um, I'm excited to definitely a little bit more concentrated. We can focus in a little bit more on each game and discuss a few more minute details. So it might be interesting. This slate is going to be super weird. We have uh, one true back-to-back. We would have had two, um, but unfortunately, Dallas and Nashville did not play, and we're going to have to be mindful of if that game is going to go off. And then the rest, we have a couple teams coming back after long hiatuses and just a lot of interesting news and notes from that. So I think there's a lot to cover here. So, Matt, is there anything you want to start with before we get going? Yeah, no, I mean, six games, but it does feel like there's the news of about three weeks because, you know, just we haven't seen some of these teams in, you know, the month of February even. Um, and yeah, you know, 2021 could get crazier, I guess, but you know, a weather postponement after multiple, you know, COVID, uh, virus postponements. Like if you had told me a year ago, this was the state of the NHL at this point, you know, winter weather in Dallas causing yeah. a cancellation, like, you know, bring it on, like, bring it on. I don't know what else is next. So yeah, it, it is crazy. I mean, honestly, the weather in the entire country, there's like a couple pockets that are in terrible situations and the rest is like freezing for no reason that never does. And then I'm getting a foot of snow tonight. And it's just, it's just, it's, we just got to get through a couple more weeks. I swear we're going to be good to go. Right. I mean, that's what they were saying in, you know, March of last year. So. Yeah, right. oh, <laughs> that's it's just a couple more weeks. Okay. Hey, um, all right. But yeah, we have six games to cover. And like I said, there's a ton of news and notes in each game. So we're just going to go game by game like we always do. Um, again, sponsored by Prize Picks. So get over on prizepicks.com. Use the code MMN. No, Mayo. Yeah, MMN for a match deposit up to $100. Go over there right now. Get that done. And we'll have picks tomorrow for who we like the most. They've been actually pretty good lately. I think the first time we did it, I missed and you hit it. And then the second time and third and fourth, we both hit, I believe. I've been tracking it, but I got to find that list. Um, but we'll get to the Islanders and Sabres if you're ready. Yeah, no. So this game we saw on Monday, uh, the Islanders sort of had their way off the Sabres, especially late. Um, you know, I think the Sabres went 19 minutes of the third period or so without even a shot on goal trailing. Uh, So this was a very prototypical Islanders type game, you know, dead in the pace, uh, just basically do not much of anything. And I kind of feel like that's what we're headed for again here on Tuesday, you know, both two teams on a back to back. The Sabres should get some reinforcements. We aren't positive on this, but, you know, as as we all know, the Sabres coming in, having not played since January 31st, uh, still have some players on the COVID list, namely Aristolainen uh, will definitely be out in this one, as well uh, as well as guys who should be returning, including Brandon Montour and Jake McCabe. So they really ran out of ragtag group on the blue line on Monday night. You know, it, <laughs> the Sabers run out a ragtag group on defense every night. Let's be honest, <laughs> but um, you know, slightly more NHL experience, I guess, drawing back in on Tuesday. We project again. We're not positive on this, yeah. um, but. That sort of, to me, like this whole thing, like the Islanders definitely do have the better play coming in. Uh, you know, the Sabres, even before their hiatus, got sort of creamed by the Devils. So, you know, it's definitely not an area that I think the Sabres will control much of the tempo. Uh, 
I kind of am leaning toward the Islanders here, and I'm definitely leaning toward the under myself. Uh, do you have any yeah. sort of other thoughts there? I, mean, I think the under strong. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that the Sabres kind of dominated the first period but gave up two goals. Uh, the second period, they looked somewhat competent, but the Islanders maybe all played them was pretty even. And in the third, they just got absolutely steamrolled. Um, I, you know, it, it's frustrating. As we mentioned, we're Sabres fans. Watching that game is just – you know, the reason why the Islanders hit the under so often is just because they went into complete shutdown mode in the third and the Sabres had no answer. So yeah, I like the under. Um, I mean, you really, I think it's a bit of a toss up in, in Buffalo. I, you know, I, I lean towards the Islanders, but I'm not incredibly high on it. Um, so I think I'll just look at the under and then maybe go to some props. The one prop I won't be betting ever again is the Rasmus Allen shot on goal prop. I have retired that one. It is on DraftKings this time at two and a half plus one fifteen. Um, I'm retiring myself from playing the Sabres props. Um, I think I have to retire from everything, honestly. After uh, saying I was going to bet a million dollars on Tallinn, that was a joke. Obviously, I, I don't bet a million dollars in a night, but just a yeah, hundred thousand here, right? Yeah, yeah, just a hundred thousand. No, it was just it was it just. I really don't hate anything about my bet. Like people can say that it's stupid to bet a defenseman because the added variance in players shooting from further away, Darlene had a, number, a decent number of shot attempts that maybe, you know, four or five, uh, only one got on net. You know, it happens. Um, that's why you don't put too much on a defenseman. So, you know, while I still like that bet and he's hit it every night, except for tonight, um, we can move on to more of our favorite bets. Um, Matt, is there any that you like here on the player prop side? Yeah, I mean, um, Andres Lee to score is kind of interesting. He's plus 250. Like, you know, uh, again, I I really like Brock Nelson. We talked about him on the Morning Skate podcast as being, you know, in play at center. Uh, just a whole lot of, you know, good things about Brock Nelson. Uh, Andres Lee should not be less likely to score than he is. Like, that's just a fact. Um, so Andres Lee, I think, is an interesting guy. Uh, his shot prop also over two and a half, I like a bit. Um, but... That's sort of my main thoughts here. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to bet the no on, say, like a Taylor Hall point. Uh, but even though I think that's the right move, you know, plus 125, that he doesn't pick up a point. Um, I'm just, I just don't trust that Kruger, you know, won't do something crazy, like maybe playing him with Jack Eichel. Um, so I'm not really willing to take that plunge. And we won't know, unfortunately, until about, 6 30 tomorrow you know what their lines will look like here so i don't really want to do too much player-based betting on the sabers at this point no yeah I, I totally agree i mean this game really sets up to be a dud um i think if you want to get you know kind of crazy out there just go correct score like three one islanders again they're like I mean, <laughs> uh, it's kind of tough to think they're going to back to back to the same thing but like something in that nature maybe even two nothing islanders you know something like that could be fun to put like on way different odds i you know or just bet the under and move on um but we can move on unless if there's anything else we want to cover here i don't know i mean three to one 22 to one uh yeah not terrible honestly yeah, not terrible. if you like the islanders and the under that's that's a fun yeah. one or, or um, four to one i mean the sabers pulled their goalie with like two minutes left when they were down <laughs> three to one and the islanders yeah. just didn't score and actually the sabers they put back their goalie because the islanders just wouldn't let them clear their zone so I think, you know, four to one, something like that. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun, but we can get to Washington Pittsburgh if you're ready. Uh, yeah. Just one more note on the Sabres side, you know, obviously we're assuming they switch things up from a line perspective, uh, but Jeff Skinner skated on the top line there with Eichel and Olofsson. So if that holds, you know, Jeff Skinner's definitely a great DFS value. Um, 
you know, any bets you can get with him probably would hit, you know, he, I think had three shots on goal. So, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like he would have you know, got gotten you there in a player prop, you know, parlay. So uh, Jeff Skinner, if things hold, is definitely a screaming value on basically DFS sites and maybe the shots uh, props if you can find it. But yeah, we can move over to Washington at Pittsburgh, a rematch of the, I, I feel like we've said this before, a rematch of the high scoring affair from Sunday between yeah. Washington and Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh minus 125 favorites right now. The over-under is a six and a half. So DJ, something you love to say on these shows is if it's a Canadian game, it's a six and a half. Uh, yeah. We might need to sort of, you know, if it's a Pittsburgh game, it's probably yep. a six and a half. <laughs> I, I, it really has been that way with the Penguins. Um, their goaltending has been bottom five in save percentage. Uh, it probably continues to be, it seems to be the big, issue with the the penguins all year and i think you know it continues i'm not ever super keen i'm putting a lot of money on a six and a half just because you know bounces go one way or another you know puck off the post or two and all of a sudden you're looking at a completely different game so six and a half i think is very fair um but i'm probably going to focus more on if i'm building a parlay just to put together uh, one of these props um i've been really riding the brian russ prop for a, a seems like a while now um it's not on DraftKings for a shot on goal prop, but I, the, the one, I think, you know, more interesting thing to do is maybe just put like a two point plus on a Crosby or an Ovechkin. Um, something like that seems decently likely to, you know, pretty likely. That's uh, right, DJ. Is, is there a reason you wouldn't do three points maybe on a Sidney Crosby bet? I mean, Matt's making fun of me because I basically like, I I like to look at the boosted props just to see what they are. And FanDuel had one. I was like, this is interesting. It's like both of them, either of them get a three uh, point game, then you hit, you know, but like Sidinovi. the odds weren't a, yeah. Sidinovi, either or hit three plus and you get like a boosted, but it ended up actually being worse than either of them individually on DraftKings. So he's making fun of me because I didn't look, but you know, that's why I have a, a good friend like you to double check for me. And that's, and that's why you just do some back of the envelope, uh, you know, even when they say, oh, it's an odds boost. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it might not, uh, it was, I, it was, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. And the odds seem so good. I was like, oh, my God, these are crazy. Yeah. And they just weren't that good. I, <laughs> it was funny. But, you know, going like, – just getting to what happened on Sunday, you know, nine-goal game. Ovechkin had 26 minutes of ice time. Um, I think he only had one point. Yeah, he had the one assist, yep. which is just weird. Um, Crosby, 18 minutes of ice time, but – you know, that was still up there with the top, especially on five on five with him, Rust and Gensel all leading the way. Um, so I, either one of those, I think multi-point games is really on the table. Uh, so if you want to do three, go, go ahead and do three. I did it. It was a lot of fun. Um, Crosby had me sweating at the end. He got that empty netter and I was like, wait a minute, there's a chance. Um, but I think, you know, two points that plus 205 for Ovechkin is, is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the only issue with Pittsburgh right now is that they put Gensel, Rust, and Crosby together. That leaves out, you know, poor Gino. Um, the guy hasn't done anything all year. He's seeing his minutes sort of deteriorate in front of our very eyes. Um, you know, I don't know how much I want to sort of, you know, Sunday was a weird game. I think Washington had like six or seven power play opportunities, which also might be why yeah. Ovi had so much ice time. Come um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly even in that regard. So in a more normal game, maybe we see Malkin, you know, 19, 20 minutes and, you know, power play one, all that good stuff out of him. But man, it, it, the clock's ticking. 
and he's really got to do it for us soon or it might be just time to cut bait entirely um so i'm not quite ready to you know bet like the no on the you know malkin point or anything like that yet uh but you know i'm just putting malkin on notice like it's about time you step up buddy um so he certainly does make sense you know dfs wise he's just so much cheaper than you know his point odds and his goal odds would indicate like you know just comparatively speaking um but honestly i think you just go the top line here and you don't you know you don't look back you don't think twice because brian rust is an absolute animal uh like you sort of alluded to any player prop you can get for him is probably mispriced like he is the shooter here yeah and, and, and they're starting to get him right. I mean, DraftKings won't even allow us to really bet a lot on it. Um, they only have him in like the goal or plus two goals or three goals. They don't even have him in the points, which is frustrating. Um, and the shot prop. So you have to go over to FanDuel if you want to get him um, in on that. So a little frustrating. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see. The only other thing I wanted to mention was that Ovechkin, uh, his shot total over four and a half is plus 130. Um, you know, it's normally hard to not bet these Ovechkin over shot props, but this one seems about right. So, you know, that's maybe an area where I think my favorite shot prop from this game, you know, barring you can get Brian Rust, you know, that that's obviously, I think if he's two and a half minus 140 or whatever, like he seems to be on FanDuel, uh, go with that. But I actually think that the Chris Letang is also a decent bet here over two and a half shots is plus 105. I just don't know if I want Ovi uh, at five shots or nothing, um, you know, especially because last game was such an outlier in terms of their power play. And they had a guy on Ovi's hip. They were basically begging Carlson to shoot, begging Backstrom to shoot, and probably for good reason. Um, but that's just something I think, you know, these teams that play each other so often, they might find it easier to, you know, either at least force Ove- Ovechkin out of his comfort zone so while I still think Ovi, you know, gets his, he, you know, multi-point game certainly in store, I think he might be more of a, you know, one goal, one assist, three shots type of game here from him. Um, so just a little bit of concern there in betting the over on Ovi. So anything else before we go over to New Jersey at the Rangers? Uh, no, I think I'm ready. Um, you know, this game, it, it's the first game back for the Devils in I think the entire month of February, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, the Rangers – I feel like they, they are just such a hit or miss team. I mean, some nights they come out and they look almost world beating. They look like a team that could be a playoff contender. And then the next night they come out and lay an absolute egg. So um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the devils are still battling COVID concerns. They have a number of players out, which we'll get to a lot of lineup changes. So I think a lot of people will gravitate to the Ranger side at home, just with how many players are missing for the devils and really just how weak they kind of look on paper, I guess. Um, I guess I'm not opposed to playing either side of this. I kind of might side with, I I think I'm going to end up siding with the under on the six. If it does end up going there, just because I think the devils are really going to try to shut it down the best they can. It looks like they're really trying to put together more lines besides the first unit that are going to be more defensively minded. Um, I'm not sure what you're thinking here. Uh, I I just, you know, personally think that that's the way I'm leaning right now. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sort of in this tough place because, you know, a lot of the sort of indexes I look at, like based off of natural stat trick data, whatever, are really taking into account the shellacking the Devils put on the Sabres before their mm-hmm. sort of forced COVID uh, pause. Um, but that 
had the Devils as one of the highest paced teams, you know, up until that point in the league. And we know that the Rangers are also a team that's going to play with a lot of tempo. Um, so my lean is actually toward the over here, um, you know, in part because, you know, I, I don't really trust that either defense can really sort of put the clamp on a game like you're sort of suggesting they will try to. Um, and even if they try to, you know, <laughs> will it be successful? I don't know. I don't, I don't really yeah. think so. And secondly, I mean, sort of part of what we're doing is trying to break Zbigniew out of his season-long slump at this point. Like, um, you know, the guy saw 25 minutes last game against the Bruins, got nothing done. Uh, this seems like about as good as time as any. He's coming off of matchups, I believe, the Islanders and Boston were the, like the last two teams he has played. Not done anything for us, but unlike Malkin, we were seeing, you know, 13, 14, 15 minutes in a night. They're feeding Zibinich at every minute he can get, and he's taking shots. He's just not getting the goals. So um, I'm just sort of banking on, one, the Rangers bouncing back and Zibinich at especially getting going here, and two, the fact that the Devils actually have been pretty decent at creating chances. So uh, any players in particular on the Devils' side with all their uh, – you know, COVID absences and reshuffling that we need to consider here? I mean, I, I think especially in, in daily fantasy, it's uh, one Mr. Jesper Bratt, who is minimum salary on DraftKings. And honestly, I'm not positive on FanDuel, but I know he was around, you know, bottom of the barrel uh, pricing. He's a plus 335 to score. First power play, first line with Jack Hughes. It's definitely a fair bet. I think, you know, in this range of the 335s is going to be uh, tough to find someone at a better value. He's a decent rate shooter. He might not be the, you know, the uh, premium guy there. But I don't know if he's even going to be a focal point, a trigger guy on the power play specifically. I mean, he's only played in a couple games. Um, but, you know, if you look at who's out there, it's Smith, Palmieri, Brett, Hughes, and Wood. I think him and Palmieri are probably the guys that play the bumper. I, I have to, I haven't seen this unit together. So it's hard to know what they're going to do exactly um, with, you know, the Zajax and, um, he shares in them. He sure has been out all year, but you know, he's on the COVID list. So, you know, just add that to him not playing. So I, you know, it's not a, a foolproof bet. It's definitely playing with a little bit of um, or a lack of information, but he's probably my favorite over on DraftKings, especially to get the value you need. Um, as far as the shot on goal prop, you know, I don't know if I'll touch the Zabinage at three and a half, but it's a good, it's a fair bet, especially because he's the minute, the minutes he did practice with Kreider and Blackwell, which is a little bit concerning. It sounds like Panarin could play, but we're not really sure yet. Um, I haven't seen anything leading either way, Matt. Did you see anything on that? Yeah, my assumption was that Panarin uh, would remain out. You know, it's definitely a 50-50 yeah, call. Um, yeah. But that is interesting. I hadn't seen those updated practice lines because if, if Panarin plays, that would sort of indicate to me that they're putting yeah. Panarin back for Zibinich. That's kind of what I was thinking okay. too. That's why I'm like, okay. yeah, that, that was, yeah, that is what they practice huh. on Saturday, and that's what they practice again, okay, um, today. So it's well Monday. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's going to be you know if Panarin is a playing there, I think that you know that could be an interesting stack for sure. A because it is a lot cheaper than it ever was last year. Um, but you know, B, I think that it's kind of adds to either of their values as far as their props. Um. You know, Panarin hasn't always been a, an unbelievable rate shooter, really, to the way he gets it done. He's just an amazing play driver in general. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Is there any player prop, though, that you do really like here? Um, yeah, I mean, I was sort of thinking about this, uh, you know, Jack Hughes, the score of point is, you know, plus or minus 118. He's just a really, really, really good player. Um, 
and you know we haven't seen him in a while but he looked really good sort of the first couple weeks of the of the season um i think you know i like jesper bratt a lot he's a great two-way player solid rate stats you know dfs definitely a guy you should be considering um but yeah so i think the hughes point is a pretty good one um i wouldn't even hate the multi-point game from you know uh i guess is it finish at or hughes both of those guys i think have pretty good value there if you're sort of betting on the over here in particular um so yeah I, I do think there's i think those are sort of the main ones i'm looking at um but yeah if i had to bet a side i think i would bet the rangers as well at minus 148 at the moment i would expect that to climb to you know even especially if panarin draws back in you know that could get up to minus 170 by, by puck drop so um yeah that's sort of where i'm at on this game anything else before we move to the later uh, portions of the night. No, I, I think that that pretty much sums it up. Everything I wanted to get to in this game. Um, definitely check in on morning skates because as we've mentioned a million times and we'll keep mentioning it with this COVID stuff. I mean, a player could be on the list and then still somehow play the next day. Uh, it's not <laughs> always that way. Like we kind of know sometimes like they're definitely out, but uh, you know, we don't really know with full certainty. So just keep an eye on it. Like everything we say now, is it going to go in the blender entirely, but could change tomorrow. So you know, don't take this as gospel. Definitely check in, you know, follow us on Twitter, ask us, join the discord that we have. Um, if you want to get in on that. So you just make sure before you gamble on any of this and put real money on the line that you're double checking. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So getting to eight thirty start between Nashville and Dallas, uh, we could be going for a record in number of consecutive shows impacted by a postponed game because this Dallas national game was postponed on Monday night because of the winter storm hitting Texas. We already covered that. Um, doesn't sound like Tuesday will be much better. So hopefully we would have more clarity. Uh, this game got canceled, I believe after lock on Monday night, like they pretty much, yeah, they pretty much came, they, they went to the teams and said, look, we don't want the arena to be using energy or whatever with all the power outages in the Dallas area. So they obliged. We should know, you know, before, you know, well before the, the evening, what, a, you know, what the uh, situation there is with that game. So let's just assume it plays. Um, you know, one of the spots that we were really keying in on on Monday's slate was Rube Hints. Um, some of the taxi squad movements seem to indicate that uh, Rube Hints would be out on Monday. If he were to be out on Monday, uh, again, Alex Radula, or sorry, on Tuesday, Alex Radulov remains out. Uh, Rupe Hints being out. There's only four guys there with a guaranteed power play one job, that being Klingberg, uh, Pavelski, Garyanov, and Jamie Benn. That sort of puts a second power play one job or a, a fifth power play one job up for grabs. Um, so there's a couple candidates that could fill that spot, uh, one being Miro Heiskinen. You know, they would sort of have to reshuffle things, maybe move Klingberg down to the the half wall. Um, and the second one I think might be a bit more likely is Jason Robertson. They seem to really like this kid, um, you know, and he's been playing pretty well as of late. So he's been playing with Guriana at five on five uh, and hints at five on five. So I really like anything to do with Jason Robertson, just taking a gamble on the availability of Rube hints and just sort of going in that direction. But besides the Dallas side of things, is there anything to like here with Nashville? How do you feel about like the total of this game or the money line? I mean, Nashville's been so bad. I mean, they 
barely escape with a win into uh, against Detroit, and then they lose to Detroit the next night. And you know, it's been a mess. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. They're six and nine on the year. Not not a nice record though in this no. case. No, not um, very nice. They did conceivably go back to Duchesne with Forsberg and Arvidsson. I don't know if that's going to stick or not. We have to kind of wait and see. Um, but they're they're bad. Uh, they've been bad. I'm not saying that they couldn't bounce back a little bit, but it's it's been, you know, it seems like every night when something's working, something else isn't. Um, I don't know if there's going to be one specific thing that I'm going to be in on more than anything else. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not seeing in either site a point total for Robertson. I was hoping to get him at like, a pretty decent value for one point, but we're not going to get that. So um, I have been pretty in on the Forsberg to get over uh, half a point on FanDuel and it's only minus 122, you know, thinking they're not going to get shut out is definitely doable. Um, they're going to see a ton of minutes, like 18, 19, 20 minutes with power play one time. Uh, I mean, the first unit did go to back to Arvidsson, Duchesne, Forsberg, um, Ellis and Yossi, which I think we've seen before. Maybe we haven't, but I'm pretty sure we've seen that before, yeah. which is probably their best look um, entirely. Uh, you know, so I could see a scenario where they could find a couple goals. Um, five and a half seems fair. I'm not in or out on that. I think it's, it's really, you know, right on the money. Um, I think it could definitely be a coin flip either way. I think if I'm going to bet on the line, I, I just take Dallas though. Um, they've been the better team. I think they continue that. Even if they're missing hints, I still think that their defense and goaltending is just good enough to get the job done. But I think I'm more looking to try to find some sort of value in this game. Um, I think that it's, I don't know. I am sure there's one guy that I'm super duper in on, but Matt, is there one that, is there any player props? That you yeah. Really so um, just sort of from like the overall standpoint of this game, I think that the stars goaltender, I was supposed to be Kadobin on Monday and then, Ottinger on Tuesday, so I'm guessing they just shift Kudobin back a day. Um, if it's him, though, I really like that. I, I think that, um, you know, I think this is probably the best spot you're getting for a goaltender on this whole slate. Um, so my favorite goaltender, trying to fit him in if I can on the DFS sites. Um, and then my favorite player prop from this game is the John Klingberg over on shots. Um, you know, just plus 135 for the over two and a half. Uh, like we sort of talked about with no Rube hints, it's not like he's a big shot generator or anything. Um, but I just love guys on the top power play. You know, Klingberg always has the puck on his stick. He's always patrolling that blue line. Um, so I, I think that's my favorite bet here in terms of uh, the overall value it offers. If you find Ryan Ellis, I also like that. The way that their power play is structured, the way you mentioned it with, you know, the Duchesne line and then Ellis and Yossi both on that unit is it's basically just Roman Yossi trying to find Ellis for the one-timer. Yeah. Um, so it's that's plus, a lot of fun too. Yeah, plus 390 uh, for a power play point over on FanDuel. So that's, uh, Ellis. Yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. So, I like 0. that. 0.5, so yeah, I, I like that too. I, I, I was kind of what I was going to get to is like these Nashville guys on the power play are really good values for a power play point. I'm guessing and I'd have to look. I honestly don't know off the top of my head how good Dallas has been on the kill. They have not a ton, a ton of games, so maybe they're just kind of looking good over. I think they've been terrible on the kill. Actually. Really, I, I think they I don't know. Yeah. Teams. I I just don't know off the top of my head. I, I haven't like I haven't thought to look at because the their stats are so wonky this year with one team playing ten games and the next playing like twenty. So it's so hard to like get a good grasp on exactly where it is. But if you're looking that up, um, Arvidsson plus three seventy for a power play point. 
Ellis plus 390. It's like they don't think they're on the first unit, even though they were. It's kind of how it feels to me. Although, you know, Yossi plus 260. Like it's, um, so yeah, that, that, that's how it feels. Like they don't know they're there on FanDuel. Yeah, I actually, in uh, Pennsylvania, I don't even have access to those numbers. So I can't like sort of look at those myself, which is a bit weird. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I still think that's fine in any case. Um, okay. Are you ready to get over to the Colorado Vegas? Uh, yeah, take us away. So yeah, Colorado Vegas, I guess, uh, you know, at face value, we're looking at a pretty much a pick Um And at any fit, you're going to get it. It's minus 105. Colorado minus 112 that we're looking at for Vegas. Vegas, the home team. Um, Vegas and Colorado are both the premium teams in the Pacific. They played each other on Sunday. Um, the game was a one to nothing dud. <laughs> we saw a lot of changes, and I think a lot of them stick for now. Where Landeskog is confirmed out, correct? Um, we're Joe assuming McCarthy, it's. Yeah, it seems it, very unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, so Landeskog is a COVID situation and McCarr yeah. is not, but both of those guys sounded like they were both trending toward out on Tuesday and that they were sort of shooting for the weekend in order to get those two guys back. But again, so overnight. There is, I guess, a small chance that there could be a change of some variety to the Colorado Lions as they lost one or got, you know, goose eggs, didn't score a goal. But mm-hmm. what they ran last game was Ranton and McKinnon and Brandon Saad on the first line. Brandon Saad was not on the first power play. However, the first power play was Burakovsky, Kadri, McKinnon, Rantanen, and Taves. Assuming that sticks, which I think it probably would, they didn't get a ton of run on the power play. They got one attempt. It didn't go in. Um, you know, that does bring a lot of value to Burakovsky, especially on DraftKings. Kadri and him connect on now five on five and on the power play for more of a value stack. Um, McKinnon with Saad, uh, Saad, you know, fairly priced. Um, I don't think you're getting crazy good goal odds on any of these guys though. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like any of them are really like they kind of got this right over on DraftKings. Um, so that's kind of the Colorado side. Uh, I, I think, you know, you could get a little bit crazy with this. I do think both of these teams are, you know, either any way you really want to go about it um, is, is fun and fine. Vegas was a bit more predictable, um, kind of running these same units. They've been running, it seems like for weeks now, the only difference was Peach Rangelo did return. He was on the, I would say de facto first power play um, with Theodore going out. Martinez took the second unit. Theodore, we're not sure on, but I think he's also trending towards not playing. Yeah, that one's definitely a toss up. Um, we didn't really get any word uh, post game yeah. on Saturday or Sunday because Vegas had a back to back there. So they didn't practice on Monday. So that's probably a morning skate we'll know more about um, Shea Theodore. But yeah, him and Petrangelo are definitely sort of interchangeable as far as those power play units go. They're both good plays. Uh, my sense on this game in general is just uh, the under. I, 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 I just, you know, it definitely worked for me on Sunday. I just was sort of seeing things that really pointed toward the under being the right play. Uh, luckily for me, I played both goalies in showdown and that was a massive print fest. But, um, you know, that's sort of the way I see this game happening again. It's not like that game was such an outlier, you know, goaltender saved the day or whatever. No, it was kind of just a sludge fest. So under six, I think is a decent bet here. Um, the player props that I'm thinking about are mostly related to this Landeskog situation for Colorado, namely in that, you know, Burakovsky stepping up to the top power play unit without him, and then Brandon Saad on the Nate McKinnon line at five on five. Um, both of those guys, I don't think have a ton of value on their to score odds, 
Um, but I think if I had to pick one, Burakovsky at plus 275 would be my bet there. Um, I, he's, a, he's a nasty player. We know on DFS sites he's underpriced. Um, so I don't think I'm quite you know extending to betting his goal prop, but uh, definitely the one that I'm considering the hardest. Um, otherwise, in this game, Max Pacioretty shots. I like it a lot. Still, you know, over three and a half minus 134. That's about as much as I would pay for that in this matchup. Um, so I think that's about a, you know, about an even odds bet. I'm certainly not touching, you know, a guy like Kadri or William Carlson in this matchup, just because I think it's a bit of a snoozer. So, um, yeah, any uh, anything else that I missed there? No, I mean, I think the... Oh, the um, defense. Our, yeah, I was going to say, our random defenseman of the night that you could put a, a bet on if you want to get absolutely wild uh, is maybe Jacob McDonald. Matt, I don't want to take too much of your thunder. I know he's becoming one of your golden children, um, but he is plus 1,200 to score, which you know, is definitely not to say that he is extremely likely to score a goal, but he is a guy that shoots the puck a ton. I, in the same boat as you, I thought we'd see him on that second power play unit. They put Connor Timmins on there, <laughs> which was frustrating to think you have Bowen Byram and uh, Jacob McDonald. Um, Jacob McDonald definitely profiles to be a very good DFS asset when he plays, which isn't going to be always. Um, if they if they get healthy, he'll probably find his way out of the lineup. But Matt, is there anything you want to mention about this guy? Um, no, I mean, he like leads or, well, he led the HL last year in goals for a defenseman. Like, he's just the exact sort of prototype. Like, he's the Brent Burns of the HL, basically. Um, so yeah. he came up, he played 20 minutes on Sunday night. So it's not like he didn't have a role. He just didn't have the power play role I was projecting. Um, so for that reason, you know, I think McDonald's in play on, like, a you know small slate type DFS um, contest, but not necessarily someone I'm, like, you know, running to jam in like I would be if right. we saw Jacob McDonald power play two on Sunday. So, you know, maybe we get news like, oh, hey, actually we're using this guy who's like TJ Brennan, but on steroids, um, you know, TJ Brennan, another AHL superstar offensive output, never made it in the NHL type deal. Um, yeah, it, but yeah, nothing yeah. too fancy there. Devontae's first unit, fine, but nothing, uh, you know, nothing to write home at on yeah, either you, betting you or know, DFS. If you're a frequent flyer on the national stat trick, like I think we both are, and you just kind of don't limit anything, like if you don't limit time on ice uh, <laughs> and you just kind of look at like guys that are shooting a ton at a rate shooter, like this guy just popped out of nowhere on everything. I was like, who the heck is this guy? Like, where did he come from? So yeah, he's definitely that kind of guy. And, you know, uh, just four, three and two and three games uh, back to back to back and shots on goal. And even though he went down and shots on goal, his time on ice went way up. So he ended up almost in 20 minutes last game. So if they don't get anyone back on defense and he's in, he's in play. And like I said, I mean, a guy that led the AHL in goals last year for defensemen at 1200 to score, it's not the dumbest thing you could do in the world. I wouldn't put, you know, wouldn't put the million dollars I wanted to put on Darlene or anything crazy, but you know, 10 bucks to get back 130, 20 bucks gets you back. I don't know what. No, just, 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 you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, without the power play usage, it's just, it's not there for me, but let's get to the last game of the night. Um, you know, theme of the day, uh, another team coming off of the COVID protocol, Minnesota wild in LA to take on the Kings. Um, we finally welcome back Kevin Fiala to our lives. Uh, it was a long time coming. I believe Fiala got suspended for three games. 
And then after those three games came their, you know, lockdown. So it's been a while, but uh, here we have Minnesota installed as favorites at minus 127. Uh, the over-under is five and a half. Uh, thoughts on this game and the Minnesota sort of COVID absences, you know, make you think the Kings are a good bet here? No, <laughs> I, no? I, I still like Minnesota. I mean, I really struggled to find myself liking the Kings um, outside of Adrian Kempe, who was my golden boy, even though he didn't score a goal, he's still, he's still just, you know, my favorite uh, of the bunch there. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea inherently to bet the home team with a, with a plus next to their name, but it's, you know, depending on what you get these odds at, it's pretty near a pick them. Um, and I think Minnesota is just a far superior team. Um, it's not like they're missing any, I mean, Brodeen is a bit of a, a hurt, but the rest is, I'm not really missing anyone that I think is worthwhile. Uh, I guess maybe you could say Talbot as well, but you know, both goalies have been fine there. I, I still think it's Minnesota here. Um, I definitely will be having some Fiala in my DraftKings lineups. I think he is a pretty good value on the slate, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, other than that, I think, you know, putting some money on a multi-point game from Fiala plus 300 isn't also the worst idea in the world. Uh, I think that uh, I will be having that in some capacity. And I'm not sure if there's any, uh, these DraftKings odds are a little wonky for me. Yeah, no, it's, um, the, we're assuming Jared Spurgeon plays. It's, you know, we're not positive on him though. Uh, he's, you know, uh, I think he's with the team. I would need to double check that. I think we looked at it about an hour ago. Yeah, he and, was, he was. Okay. He flew with the team. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like he'll be back, but, um, you know, that also could be a, a, another guy to go with Brodeen. Um, but the rest, yeah, like you mentioned, they're, you know, third, fourth line type guys. Um, the top line in Minnesota should be Erickson X centering Parise and Kevin Fiala. We love that. Uh, we're not yeah. going to mince words. You know, Erickson X has been a guy we were been championing. championing. Um, so we'll see about the power play, how that shakes out. But that just makes Kevin Fiala, you know, he should see 19, 20 minutes here. Um, he's a beast. So his shot prop, two and a half. You have to pay minus 162 to get that number uh, on the over. Um, but I still like that, you know, you're still talking 60 ish percent of the time he needs to hit three shots and Kevin Fiala has some of the best rate stats in the entire NHL. So, yeah, I know um, that. And it's the Kings. So like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not too far fetched. Right, right, right. For sure. I mean, it's, I, I don't understand why it's two and a half. Like I almost wish it was like three or three and a half yeah, and just like a positive because I yep. think just feel better about it. But um, no, definitely. I think it's a really, I would say it's an easy, like absolute jam in Minnesota, but I do like them here. I, I think if I had to pick, I, I slightly like the over, um, you know, that this LA team is seemingly finding offense in some capacity, but I still think they give up a pretty good amount defensively. They did put up a six the last time out, which was really to do with their first power play going nuclear. So I, you know, it's hard to bet on that happening again, but I kind of like the idea of thinking that yeah. Minnesota could score three goals or more. Um, that San Jose sharks, the San Jose sharks ain't walking through that door. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I think this is yeah. a better team in Minnesota, but yeah, I yeah. really like the idea of Minnesota scoring more than three and thinking that LA could just put a puck in the net or two. It, it just seems <laughs> like it could make sense. So yeah. I kind of like the over it's not, anything I'm super duper high on. Um, 
again, we haven't seen Minnesota in so long. It's hard to say. And we don't have nearly enough data to assume a team coming back after a long stretch is going to be great or bad. Obviously, you know, we could base it off the Sabres yesterday if we want, but that wouldn't be a good idea. So anything you want to add to that or um, any other props you're finding just kind of while you're looking through stuff? Um, no, not really. Just sort of reinforcing my lean toward the Minnesota uh, team side here. Uh, you know, they were playing pretty well going into their forced break. And yeah, the Kings just have sort of been scuttling along, uh, picking up some wins here and there, mostly due to, you know, Anze Kopitar, you know, dragging them to relevancy. Um, but, you know, other than Kopitar, there's really not a ton to like here. Like I yeah. get the Adrian Kempe stuff. He's a good rate player and all that. All right, so but he seems fairly priced on DFS sites and all that. Yeah. So um, it, there's nothing to, you know, that would you, would you bet the, the Kempe two and a half over at minus 102 on FanDuel? Um, that sounds about right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do it. I think he's yeah, probably the second guy that. there shots wise that I would. I, yeah. I was wondering what they had for Fiala and they just don't have it. Really? Huh. No, just not there. Just not a shotgun goal prop. So sorry. Guess we'll see. Um, okay. So that does it for the six games. Um, we can go over some of our top DFS stacks of the night. Um, I did get a, you know, someone asking about goalies, um, uh, you know, on our last show. So the thing about goalies is one, they suck Two, mm-hmm. cross your fingers, shut your eyes, pick a guy. And three, they really correlate with the team sides. You know, we talk about like, oh, I like the, the, the Minnesota side of this game. Usually that means, you know, when a team's leading, um, their goaltenders tends to see more shots due to shot effects. Um, and especially uh, in addition to that, the goalie pricing on fantasy sites tends to correlate with their odds to win. You know, there are some instances where there's just mispricings. Um, but those actually aren't really known ahead of time, you know, the night before that's usually a day of thing. Um, so that's just sort of my quick thoughts on it. DJ, I don't know if you had like a top goalie you were, you know, thinking of or anything like that. You just wanted to throw out there, but I just wanted to make sure we mentioned goalies at least, uh, you know, yeah. as a side comment. Well, if we're talking like daily fantasy, is that what he was asking about daily fantasy? In yeah. General? I'm guessing because, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I'd never bet the shutout. It just seems like a, a fool's bet most of the time, but yeah, no, I think in daily fantasy, it, you know, the way I construct my lineup is I don't put the goalie in first by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I look at the Vegas lines. I try to see where the money's going towards if I can in some capacity. So I know, you know, where more people think if it's an over under, if it's a team um, and then check out, you know, where the pricing correlates. And I like to look at both sites, FanDuel and DraftKings, and then see if there's one that's way priced up on one and not the other. Sometimes that, that might feed in. It's, it's just not really a, maybe the best way of looking at it. But I, I definitely agree with what you said. If I have a stack I really like, um, I might be a little bit more inclined to play the goalie with it just because of, like you said, if that stack goes for two or three goals and that team is now much more likely to win, that goalie should see more shots in weaker positions. Uh, teams are more likely to shoot from anywhere when they're losing to try to create offense. So that's where you get those, you know, low danger chances against. Um, I think it's worthwhile to look at what teams in recent play and over the course of the season have given up a, uh, giving up less high danger scoring chances as well, showing that they're giving up more low danger scoring chances and they're getting to seeing more shots that are savable conceivably. Obviously betting on a goalie, on a night basis based off skill is a little bit difficult. Um, 
skill over the course of the season is going to come into play, but that's the way I do it more or less. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, you know, a couple of guys who stand out to me here, I already mentioned Anton Kudobin. He's probably the most expensive on any site, but definitely on DraftKings, he's the most expensive goalie at 8.4. I just think he's in the best spot. Um, and then second, you know, I like the under in Colorado Vegas. I think that, you know, with Leonard seeming like he's on the shelf for a while, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, 7.7, you know, nice little home uh, home goalie, but then playing really well, Fleury has. So I like him at a bit of a discount. And even on the other side of that, Philip Grubauer, 7.5, you know, that's also, I think, a pretty good number. So, and he should be starting. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I think they said he was going to start. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I, it's okay. one of those things where, yeah, it's like, don't, don't make your lineup fit a goalie for any specific reason. But if there's a goalie you like, you know, it's worth, it's worth trying to fit in. I, I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a perfect storm where there's a goalie that's just a, a must play. Unless if there's a crazy misprice. So, um, yeah, sure. Um, okay. So, uh, top stacks of the night, uh, any, uh, any lean there? I mean, as I said, in the morning skate podcast, it was Pittsburgh one. So I don't want to dead repeat myself that that is my favorite stack of the night though, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that the rest, it might, you know, I might need some more morning skate news and notes, but I definitely am in on, especially if Spurgeon doesn't play the idea of getting Matt Dumba with Fiala. Um, they're going to correlate in the power play. You could talk me into Parise with it. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think this is the two man's good enough. Uh, because I think there's a ton of value at wing and a lot of guys I want to get in. So that I like more than Parise, but it, it's worth looking at for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So I will go to the Dallas side of things in this one. I, I think I like the, uh, the stack there. I don't really want to play Joe Pavelski at his price, but honestly in tournaments, the way that this is shaping up, um, I might need to play Joe Pavelski in tournaments because I think he should be about, you know, 5% owned on a smallish slate. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty good, especially when I don't love, you know, the spots for Nate McKinnon you know, things yeah. like that. So um, I like Joe Pavelski and I'm probably just going to grab, you know, John Klingberg and Gurianov or something like that to cap off a power play stack there. Um, something that I was thinking up was the power play goals against per game, just by team. Uh, Nashville actually leads the NHL in that regard so far this year. Uh, Dallas is seventh, like, sorry, like giving up that many so like they're giving up the most goals in the nhl on the power play and dallas's power play has been clicking um so i think getting a power play stack there is pretty nice and with no radulov we have that certainty on you know those guys will be on the top unit it's just a matter of who the fifth guy is and if we can get that ahead of time we can sort of adjust our stacks to account for it uh, but yeah give me pavelski Guryanov, and john Kornberg for my first stack yeah, I mean, I the one stack that I, I want to say, but I just I, we have no certainty in it. But if it does come together, that Zabinajet and Panarin are back together, um, that is a I think a supreme spot, um, a really really good value as well on this slate. And you know, Fox would make the most sense I think for the third. Um, but and Fox is free on FanDuel, of course. He's free. Yeah, yeah he's, he's free always. every single night. Yeah, he has just been the free square um, on FanDuel. So you know, if that does come together, I, I think that is. You know, you can play Pittsburgh one and, and New York Ranger one. Uh, that is really, really strong. If Panarin doesn't play, I might not end up trying to jam that in. Uh, I might just look to their first power play in general because I still, I still do like the Rangers side. I, do, I like that game, um, you know, the Rangers side. So I think you could talk me into 
boost Nevich um, in some capacity. He just wasn't playing with Zibinijad, but you could put those two together and hope maybe they find each other because maybe this uh, Colin Blackwell thing isn't real. Um, and that you're <laughs> right. like getting that super duper low. I mean, we'll just be mindful of when that game goes off at 7 uh, p.m. and Eastern time and just make sure you see who they're actually skating with. But where was this Zibinijad? I think I might end up trying to find that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to circle back to this Islander-Sabres game because I kind of want a piece of the Islanders here again. Um, so on Monday night, we saw the the second power play of Brock Nelson, uh, Letty, Bailey, Wallstrom, Peugeot strike. Um, that's kind of a mess from like a stacking standpoint. Um, so I'm probably going to just go a Brock Nelson stack with Jordan Everly. I think that, you know, Everly's obviously a good spot on the top unit. And I want to grab Ryan Pollock as my guy sort of with that stack there. Um, the Sabres just haven't been playing well. Um, you know, we saw actually Montour and McCabe, you know, should be back based on their comments, but Peach talked about how they had symptoms of COVID. Um, they said it was rough on them, honestly. So kind of, you know, a bit wondering, like, are they actually, you know, 100% ready to go or are the Sabres just desperate? So uh, this Islanders team has been playing pretty well. And I think that, you know, that second line gives you a lot of value just on the DFS sites in terms of uh, what other stacks you can get in around it. And it should be pretty low owned too. So um, the other thing, I guess we should have done this before the DFS yep. part <laughs> is our top bets of the night. So I was uh, just about to say, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just go with uh, one. I think the multi-point game for Fiala is something I'm going to end up having. Um, not in a big parlay, I, you know, maybe like a two or three um, with some other odds that I think are a little bit more favorable. But plus 300 for him to have two points is pretty cool on DraftKings. I don't think you can do multi-point on FanDuel Sportsbook, or at least I, I, might, I don't think so, right? Right. It just is what they have, right? He's a half a point or over, which is um, fair as well. But I think that the two-point plus, um, plus 300, that seems pretty – pretty easy not easy money obviously it never is but uh, it seems like a pretty yeah. like could happen type of scenario they have a lot of guys missing he gets these huge minutes he hasn't played in forever so yeah um so i really i mean i don't want to steal your thunder here on the brian ross stuff but he has been probably the absolute most reliable just bet in terms of his shot prop on the season yeah. um so brian rust um i was he over on FanDuel? did you he have him on Oh crap! I just got out of it. Okay, D- don't I'm worry about sure it. But oh no, no, they didn't have props up at all. Oh okay, for that game. Yeah, okay, they just weren't there yet. Yeah, so they're okay. going to be there, but I assume it'll be there again. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was a mortal lock on Sunday. I was it, like, it's been oh, like what? minus one thirty-ish, which is yeah. just like silly. This guy's getting like six to seven shots per game. It's, it's yeah. You know, he's absolutely smashing. He's playing with Sid um, on the top power play. Like he's just you know. Uh, one of the best in the business in terms of shooting and yeah, two and a half just does not give him the respect it deserves. Um, so do you have another one for us? I mean, I don't want to do another multi-point. So I'm going to do, you know, just for Brad to score, I'm definitely going to look where it is, but I think he's going to see at least 20 minutes of ice or you know, at least 18 minutes of ice time. We'll, we'll be a little more conservative um, with top power play. And I just think he's actually a good player. I, I don't think that, that this is like a, a random guy we find on the top line that tries to fit the pieces together for a unit. I think he's actually a good player. Um, plus three thirty-five to score on DraftKings. Uh, I again, I, I'm not positive on 
the odds I saw over on FanDuel, but you know, kind of shop it around if you can. And um, I think that he is again just mispriced here for the role. Sure, um, I would again would not put this in a, you know a, a ten way or what was one of six games a six way parlay <laughs> or any variety. You know, if you like this with the rust, maybe something like that could be a nice little two two man uh, unit there to go after. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good player, just a good player. And a game that you know is leaning towards the six and a half. So um, let me look if I can find it quick. Jesper Brett to score on Vandal is plus three twenty. So actually, it's a little bit better on DraftKings. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like the over in that game, but rather than sort of repeat the same favorite yeah. bet, um, I will take one from the. Oh, let's see. These the Colorado Vegas game. Um, you know, if Shea Theodore is ruled out. I believe we had a number on uh, Petrangelo, if that was correct. Um, in any case, I like I like the under in that game, but I also like some of the the shots there. Um, I don't think Petrangelo. No, we didn't have Petrangelo. Actually, yeah, That's he right. doesn't exist on either site. I was okay. actually looking at that. Like he just straight up right. isn't on Fanduel. I don't then know where take, he is. Then let's take the patches. You know, over shots. That one's. You know, Tal is old this time at this point. Patches always treats me pretty well. So uh, I will take Max Pacioretty on the over for shots. Yeah. Petrangelo just isn't on FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. Yeah. He just doesn't exist. I, <laughs> he doesn't I exist. Advise, it's fine. He's not there. So if you, sorry, right. good luck. Can't bet on him. Like, Okay. Uh, yeah. So that'll just about do it for us here. So, uh, you know, big thanks to PrizePix. Go over to prizepix.com. Use our code. MMN on sign up to get the match uh, deposit bonus. Uh, you know, good stuff over there from them. And uh, DJ, anything else before we get out of here? Don't bet on Darlene. That that is that is a good good strategy. So I am at Fake Moods on Twitter. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four right here. And uh, best of luck on this Tuesday. See ya. Mm-hmm.